on this week's episode of Polk and Kush, the bipolar New Orleans Pelicans have us questioning who the heck are they and what the heck are they doing? We've got Saints talk with Russell Wilson putting the Saints on a list. We've got overrated. We've got underrated. We got poke news. We got local stories for the worst because we live in the worst time of all time. Stick around right here. Polk and Kush. Welcome everyone to Poke and Cush. It is March 3rd, 2021. How the hell are you, Mr. Polk? Ten seconds ago, we were talking about the volume levels on here, and you are screaming <laughs> at the top of your lungs. You're making my job harder. Trying to it's, wake the kids up. It's 2 a.m. in the Bud Light Lime <laughs> Studio. You're screaming like a goddamn banshee. I'm going to have to go in here and adjust all of this. Uh, my life it. is hell, Kush. Uh, no, it's it's been fine. I, uh, I had a good weekend. You know, I... What did I do? Do you live large? I live large. I did you went banish Latoya. Do you go inside bars? I went to the I went to the bars. Okay. I only went to the bars to find out how to get away from them. Mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't responsible. Yes. That we're in two point six nine four twenty. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. I want you to go out of business. I want you to get replaced with a Walmart. Yeah. That's what I want for every small business and bar in New Orleans. You were there petitioning against them. That's what you were doing. Yeah, I was like, listen, it's one thing to advocate for workers, workers' rights and small business owners, but the science says you should go out of business. <laughs> yes. The sun, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the scientist. I, su- I just read. I the support small time scientists, <laughs> homegrown doctors, people that are just doing like a backyard doctor thing. I support their data and I say wipe the city out of businesses. That's sure. what I say. Yeah. So let's keep it phase two forever. That's what keep I say. Keep it phase two forever. And then we'll live in Amazon.com, Louisiana. Whenever they come in here and buy everything in four months, I feel like every every other week I'm like, God, what's going to happen here? We're we just going to be like one of those towns, like in the Big Green or some movie, where it's like a bunch of depressed kids playing little league sports, and you're like, Oh man, that's what Tulane is yeah. currently. I think <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like, dude, what's going to happen here? I don't understand. How long can you do this for? It doesn't really seem, and especially today where. They moved uh, the state to phase three, and Latoya from her, you know, bunker somewhere was like, "No, we're <laughs> staying where we are." I, I follow the data. The data all says Orleans has the lowest case numbers of basically anywhere in the state. It's like, "No, we're good. Keep the bars closed. You know, the only place that anyone <laughs> works in the city. Keep those closed forever. We're fine." Everyone in the city is a bartender or a magician. <laughs> Both of those places are closed forever. It's like become a construction worker. Oh, so I can work at the Hard Rock. Okay, yeah, that's what I'll do. That's like a good become an excavator. That's what the city needs. Which place do you think I'll die faster? Working on a, a contract, working as a constructor, constructor, a contractor, <laughs> a contractor on something that the city is supposed to inspect, <laughs> or catching coronavirus sixty-five times working at the bar. <laughs> I think I'm much more likely to die being a contractor. Yeah, in Orleans. I'll be a constructor man and die of COVID. <laughs> Building an erector set. I uh, I went to a bar near your old uh, stomping grounds. I went to Roberts, oh, possibly Robert's. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you know, whenever I would text people to say I was there, they were like. Cool. I'm glad you told me you were at the grocery store. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. Roberts, the bar. Like, no, I'm drinking here. And they're like, yeah, we know, Scott. You have a problem. Yeah, man. My old house was like two blocks from there. I yeah. would go there for like lunch 
you know, I would just like to hang out there. It was great. I would tell my wife sometimes I was going to work out. What did you tell her you were doing? I would Working occasionally out? be like, yeah, I'm going for, this was before I had kids, before I really cared about literally anything of my time. Mm-hmm. Be like, yeah, I'm going to work out. And then I would watch Jeopardy at at Roberts because everybody there watches Jeopardy. Of and course they Yells do. the wrong answers on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd watch the first round of Jeopardy. It was at like 10 minutes. And it was the best start. I'd have one beer and then I'd uh, just walk. And it was great. Right. Oh it was my uh, well, it's that, one of my favorite that's bars. A workout. That's a workout. Yeah, I think it counts. It was nice because it didn't feel like a bar. It just felt like being in somebody's unfurnished home. <laughs> yes, it, it feels like you're in someone's garage that Absolutely. wasn't finished. <laughs> it's like we put some plywood down here in the garage and we threw a TV in here. So this is where we all hang out now. They did close at 11. And I was like. Come on, guy. <laughs> I know you don't yeah, really. Like, well, you're closing it, and then you're opening back up in 15 yeah. minutes with your friends that are there. Now, that place used to be like the smokiest bar in the world, uh, not just New Orleans. And now it doesn't, and it's kind of weird. You know, like ever, I was like 10 years ago, they got rid of the smoking thing. But, oh, my God, Polk just caught a spider out of midair. Jeez, man. Peter Parker over here. <laughs> what the hell? Look at your reflexes like a god. I've been going to the gym. <laughs> In case you didn't know. I've been playing whack-a-mole at the gym. Jesus. I'm still talking about it. My mom called me, and she's like, oh, your dad's sick again. I'm like, yeah, but I've been going to the gym. <laughs> Did you hear? Yeah, my mom's Archie, uh, our, uh, Edith Bunker, by the way. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> Your father's sick. It's cool. I lost. Yeah, but I'm on the elliptical. (laughs) It's the best. I can control the speed. Maybe he wouldn't be so sick with cancer if he got on the recumbent bike. (laughs) So a lot of people are going to text me tomorrow and be, "Does Polk's dad really have cancer?" No, Polk's (laughs) dad is a test tube. He's in a lab. Oh God! Speaking of being in a lab, yes. Good segue. This is what watching the Pelicans is like. Yeah, I was going to say Zion Williamson was made in a lab. Uh, I was going to say it's a scientific progress. <laughs> of, I don't understand science is what I'm saying, and I don't That's understand reasonable. this basketball team. Yeah, uh, there's not a lot to understand. It's kind of the question that I have asked. There's a, a column today in uh, NOLA.com. I appreciate you going to check it out, everybody. Uh, essentially, uh, I don't know, some guy. He was bald. He's Jewish. I don't know. He says mean things about the team. Mm. Um, the Pelicans are bipolar. Uh, they have a polarity to them. They are uh, the worst defense in the NBA through for the last six weeks. They're the worst defense in the NBA and the best offense in the NBA. They beat uh, two of the best teams in the NBA in Milwaukee and Utah, and they lost the two worst teams in the NBA in Detroit and Minnesota. You can't explain that. That is illogical there's no way either of us can sit there and try to uh talk about what that means or what it is that's just a team that doesn't make any goddamn sense so i don't know what else there is to say (laughs) i think well maybe some of the scheduled stuff can be uh the the timberwolves game that was at the end of a of a road stretch right <laughs> yes it was it was the very end of that long road and trip, then the pistons right. was i don't remember the context of I the pistons know. i remember being tired watching both games so i don't I'm know i'm just trying to justify this nonsense there's no <laughs> justifying it you're completely correct i just have to have a slightly different opinion yeah so sure. the podcast is interesting but no this team is is a is, you know, it's a jack in the box yeah it really defies uh all common sense and it does make you, I guess it really kind of is a, a Rorschach test to some degree, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you can see a great team in this. Like if you look hard enough, they don't even have to look that hard. You can see the potential for a really great team. Or you can see a team that is a flaming dumpster fire that is not getting out of its own way. And I don't know which way to really look at that. I obviously lean toward the latter because of who I am. I lean towards whichever one is funnier. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like it, it really does kind of show whether you're an optimist or a pessimist of how you feel about this team right now. Yeah, and uh, you know maybe we've been accused of some recency bias, <laughs> which is accurate, of course. Sure. 
But I, uh, the most damning thing from the Pelicans' latest victory is that they shot basically no three-pointers. Yeah. And they won. Yeah. That kind of strategy will not work with a team that is this shallow. Yeah. If they wanted to become the next Pistons that beat the Lakers and not shoot five million threes. They're going to have to have talent around that. Yeah. The Pelicans do not have talent to play the kind of game that they're currently trying to play yeah. of not shooting threes, which is the only way to win in the current NBA. Yeah, pretty much it's a three-point. Most games comes down to a three-point shooting contest. The Pelicans have no shooters. They cannot play this style of basketball and win every night. Because uh, one thing I pointed out, these players are getting fucking tired. They have to, right? They're 20 years old. I don't care. They're playing 40 minutes a night. Yeah. Garbage time minutes against the Suns, who they're losing to. Against the Pistons, who they're losing to. Yeah. Against these dog shit teams. Yeah. You can't mentally prepare to play that much basketball and not win. It is a very odd position. Again, another bipolar part of what they are, which is they're a really young team that is developing for the future. It is built around a bunch of young guys in their young early 20s and yet is playing a rotation as if they're like a veteran team hunting for a title. And it's like that's not at all what's what they should be like. They played eight guys to beat Utah. They played eight guys against Milwaukee on the second half of the back to back. Like the only reason to kill Alexander Walker played, you know, two nights earlier was because there was an injury. Like there's just not a, uh, a steady because Reddick didn't play. There's just not a steady understanding. Who could tell? Yeah. <laughs> like, there, there's no rhyme or reason as to what is occurring. They're all, there's all these things that seem counterintuitive to each other that are all occurring at the same time. <laughs> and so it's really hard to pick what's real and what's not. Uh, but the fact that you do have three first-round picks that aren't seeing the floor, like your last three first-round picks, uh, Jackson Hayes, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Kyra Lewis Jr., they're not playing, not just not playing a little bit, they're not playing at all. And that just seems weird for a team in this position. But at the same time, they're playing a lot better. Like, the team is playing objectively better, even some of these losses. But they're playing better, for sure. They are playing better. But, you know, as your article touched upon, the team needs to decide what they're doing. Yeah. Because otherwise, these picks are completely wasted or they're not. Yeah. If the team is tanking or, you know, number 10 is the loftiest goal, <laughs> yeah. put Kyra Lewis out there. Exactly. He's proved himself uh, competent. Yeah, he's not like, you know, throwing up on the sideline or anything. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. not just sitting down. And yeah, he's like, not you know. Jackson Hayes, you know, karate chopping <laughs> Giannis. Yeah. There was one play in that Bucks game. Uh, it was... Billy, my my good friend Billy <laughs> Hernan Gomez, and he played competent defense against Giannis. Mm -hmm. And I just thought in that situation, like Jackson Hayes would have pantsed Giannis. Yes, he would have he would have pulled his pants down. That is literally what would have happened. You'd have taken a full size cake out of the front row and <laughs> beat, beat Jackson Hayes over the head with it. Jackson Hayes has the defensive prowess of a Muppet playing basketball. <laughs> His hands are flailing, they're on sticks, he's screaming, and he's getting called for it every time. But you know what? He's not going to get any better sitting on the bench watching he's basketball. He's playing as much as I am most of these games. He doesn't do anything. He was the number eight pick in the draft last year. We're not talking four years ago like, uh, this is a waste of talent, it's over. I think Jackson Hayes sucks, okay? I still think you have to play him and see what you have. That is a, a very much like... This weird dichotomy of going, you need to, you should be winning more games, but you also need to be developing talent. And they, I guess, Stan Van Gundy has decided, or David Griffin, or both, have kind of decided, like, look, we understand, like, if we play more than these eight guys, we are going to lose. Yeah. And so that's the decision that you have to be willing to live with. Like, are you willing to miss being the 10 seed, which is a horseshit goal, but are you willing to miss being the 10 seed just in order to you know or to, and to justify playing eight guys you know or well the pelicans just need to figure out if they're trying to please the fans or they're trying to please the fans of the future yes 
Because, I mean, I feel like you could sell pretty easily. Like, yeah, we're not very good, but look, like, Nikhil's playing 12 minutes, Kyra Lewis playing 12 minutes, Jackson Hayes is murdered a guy in the middle of the court. You know, like, I feel if like you could justify that. Well, if you're going to pick a fucking year to be a shitty team, pick the year where no one can come <laughs> see you play. Yes. Figure it out, guys. You have, you actually have an opportunity right now. Yeah. Play the goons, play the losers. <laughs> Get something out of it or don't. But now is the time to make that decision because there's no pressure. Yeah. Other than having a, a another Chris Paul, having another Anthony Davis situation in the waiting. Yeah. You guys have time right now to figure it out before it gets to that. And are you doing anything about it? Yeah. And, and that's I and I understand the argument. Also, the other way of like, look, you need to see how many minutes you can see this team healthy and running like a real rotation how many, like, Lon figuring out what Lonzo Ball is supposed to be is very important. He's played very well lately. Uh, I think you really liked what you've seen from Lonzo Ball. I think you yeah. like what you see from Josh Hart. you gotta, like, you got to figure out those guys, like those rotations playing together. But they can play together without having to play the entire goddamn game. Right. Like, you can, you can find a six-minute stretch or a four-minute stretch for one of these younger guys, even though they're not great. They cannot physically get better if they are not playing. And they are not like late second round picks. You're like, ah, whatever, throw it in the trash. These are hot. These are lottery picks right. that you are just not even letting touch the court. And you're not good. <laughs> you can be good. You have moments of greatness, but you're not a good enough team to be doing that shit. Yeah. And, you know, Lonzo especially has been playing a lot better lately and looking more and more like that third piece yeah you know we've been harder on lonzo than anybody else sure. and I, I would like to say it's the sole reason why he's playing better <laughs> as always <laughs> our negativity breeds success and then when the negativity is right then we were just yeah, right <laughs> then we were just we were correct for a little while until yeah. we weren't i i don't mind seeing lonzo play the game but it's like this is not Lonzo is not LeBron. He doesn't have to be in the game every minute. Yeah, He might be, of course, he's head and shoulders above Eric Bledsoe, at least on this team, mm -hmm, sure. and Nikhil and, and everybody else behind him. However, he is not that important in these games, are not that important that he has to play 48 fucking minutes a game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, there is a way to taper this, and, like, there's some moderation that probably needs to be involved. Honest to God, I'm stunned. The level, like, just the difference of what you saw last year and what Alvin was allowed to do with those guys as far as rotations versus what Stan's allowed to do. Alvin had to play Nikhil in the bubble. He had to play Jackson Hayes a whole bunch of minutes. He could not play Zion more than, like, I don't know, like Zion would take, like, 11 steps and be like, oh, no, he's out. Like, that yeah. was too – he went too fast from here to here. He's got to <laughs> take him out of the game. Like, that's – now they're just like, oh, yeah, sure. If you want Zion to play 39 yeah, minutes. Zion's and Zion's Fitbit beeped yeah. and they had to take him out of the game. <laughs> exactly. Now it's like, oh, you want Zion just to plow into Rudy Gobert for 40 <laughs> minutes? Like he's, you know, just a, a speeding locomotive going downhill. It's like, yeah, just let him do that. Just put the ball in his hands yeah. the whole game. It's like the moderation of all of this, the, the health aspect of it. And I'm not saying treat him fragilely, whatever. I'm literally just saying it to open up minutes for other guys because you have decided – that you're going completely in the win now direction when it comes to a rotation, and this team isn't good enough to win now. But they're not bad. That's the yeah. craziest, most crazy part. Is you're like, well, they beat Milwaukee, they beat Utah. They're pretty good. They're not great. They're not even. They're like slightly above mediocre, but they have flashes of greatness. They have flashes of greatness, which yeah. other bad teams or teams in their position don't necessarily have. No. Maybe, you know, it's Star Factor, it's Zion, it's Brandon, it's when Lonzo is great, he's great. The yeah. team goes how Lonzo goes. It also makes no sense that it's they're just, better at home yeah, than on the road. It's just frustrating. It's just a weird team. I don't know, like, they're just strange. How can you be so much better at home this year? There's like 1,500 people at the games. Well, those 1,500 people <laughs> making a difference. <laughs> this must be somebody's girlfriend. I don't there. know. It's just, you know, the, the atmosphere of the Faubourg beer arena, <laughs> I think, really gets to people. When players walk into that Thunderdome <laughs> yes. of the Smoothie King Center, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, the smoothie, you know, you just quake when you hear that name. You're oh, like, yeah. wow, that smoothie place that exists in 32 cities? <laughs> When I hear that name, I'm I know that I'm coming into the halls of excellence, yeah. Staples Center, yeah, Boston Garden, Madison Square, 
Smoothie. And then that Korean owned (laughs) juice store that's in 30 cities in America. (laughs) $5 Fridays, though. I guess so. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, we have plenty more to talk about this team. They are uh, they are a enigma wrapped in a riddle. Wrapped in a mystery. We don't know what to make of them. We will continue, though, to try to push it. We hit the all-star break. Uh, They are right on the precipice of the 10 seed. So they are keeping it interesting, even though they are not keeping it necessarily good. Uh, So, you know, they are in an ongoing story. Of course, the team that has not had anything really happen to it is what was going up next. We'll get into the New Orleans Saints. We've also got, of course, Polk News, overrated, underrated, the worst. We have so much more, so please stick around. Polk and Kush. S-E-N, that's Jansen Patagna. He sells houses and he'll help you buy one, two, day. <laughs> yes, Jansen Patagna, everyone. That is our favorite realtor in New Orleans. Jansen, J-A-N-S-E-N at F-Q-R.com. That's French Quarter Realty. Uh, Jansen has houses from Araby to Mandeville, everywhere in between every six and a half seconds. Jansen Patagna sells a house. It's true. It's unbelievable. Uh, you can follow on Instagram, J underscore Patagna. He's got Polk and Kush hats that he's given away to people. I don't know if he's given them all away. I figure he has by now. He probably has given them all away. But he's one of our uh, biggest supporters. Uh, we truly appreciate Jansen, and he is, uh, you know, like a normal non douchebag this sounds this sounds like he's not we're like trying to prop him up the the stuff that we say we're just like he's a normal man the leader leader shot a 20 on the golf course this is what you say about someone that's been released from prison and you're trying to get them a job you're like he's normal he's He's not gonna scream at you he's gonna sell you a house Jansen won't scream at you. He won't. He will sell you a house. Yes. He'll there get- are no people living underneath the house secretly. <laughs> We've all seen Parasite. Yes. And he's not going to sell it's- you the Parasite house. No. He's uh, he's going to check the sewers, make sure there's no, you know, Dennis Leary's not he's living down there. down in there in it. Yeah. Uh, no, Jansen knows the paperwork. He knows the process. He knows the market. There's no paperwork with a Jansen house. <laughs> you don't ever have to sign. <laughs> show up and he just gets you a house. <laughs> you just say hi, Jansen, and he says, "Would you like the keys to this new house?" Yeah, I promise that it's legally for sale. And then he gets <laughs> out of there in his solid gold Corvette. Jansen he is... will give you the keys to a house. No yeah. questions asked. <laughs> <laughs> they might not open a door, but yeah. they will be the keys to a house. I uh I called Jansen the other week. I said, Jansen, here's my budget. I make four hundred dollars every two weeks. I'm on disability. Don't ask why. And um, I just got fired. Yeah. And he said, you know what I'll do for you, Polk? You can live in uh, Ann Rice's old mansion. <laughs> You got it. And I I was there was, for a while. I was like, you want the James Carville's house is for sale. Yeah. I'll take it. And so Polk's moving in there next week. Bud Light Lime Studio is expanding. Yeah. I'm going to be the new Raging Cajun. <laughs> Call Jansen. He knows things about real estate that obviously we do not. He knows the rules. He knows the regulations. And he will help you find a house. Jansen. J-A-N-S-E-N at F-Q-R. Dot com. That's a sponsor. All right. So that takes us into segment numero dos. The Saints have taken a back seat this time of year to the Pelicans, but uh, there is one way in which they can immediately vault themselves at the top of the conversation, not just here, but everywhere in the country. Russell Wilson. Yes. Wild speculation. Wild speculation. However, it's not as wild as we thought it's a couple weeks wild. ago. Uh, last week. February 25th, Russell Wilson's agent, Mark Rogers, told ESPN, while Wilson would like to remain in Seattle overall, he would only go to four destinations. The Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. the Chicago Bears, the Las Vegas Raiders, and 
the New Orleans Saints. That makes things feel a lot more real, doesn't it? Yeah. Na- the You know, narrowing it down, of course. Yeah, you're in that number. And then you go, oh, out of those teams, the Saints are clearly the best team. Yeah. every other, All the rest of those teams, you could be like, oh, they had a real quarterback. Like, if they had Russell Wilson, they'd be good. Yeah. It's like, oh, well. But the Saints have, like, a real ro- – the Saints went, like, 4-1 and one with Taysom Hill. Yeah, that's got to be appealing, right? Right? Like, they they don't need him to be the greatest player ever. And he won a Super Bowl when he leaned on a defense and, you know, played that way. So, I, I mean, I'm assuming what he wants is a team that is competent with a coach that is known for cultivating quarterbacks more than anything. I mean, John Gruden hadn't done that in a long time. Nope. I have no idea who's coaching the – Mike McCarthy hadn't done that in a long time. And uh, I, Matt Nagy is a doofus no. so and a real jerk store. So I don't know what – like, if you're talking about those four teams, the Saints seem like a pretty obvious favorite. Now, the Saints also have to make the trade to get him, right. which is also complicated. And, uh, you know, these, these kind of trade scenarios are always fantastical and uh, like the kind of information would be like, well, you know, Russell Wilson – Love Drew Brees. Yeah. Wouldn't he love to step into his shoes? Yeah. I'm sure that's like a fun headline story sure. for a day. But he wants cold, hard cash. Yes. And he wants to win the fucking Super Bowl. Yes. He does not care about sitting in Big Brother's shoes. Mm. And, oh, oh, he's a short quarterback, too. No, he doesn't care. No. He just wants to win. Yes. So those are fun little points if you're if you have to blog every day about the Saints. We don't have to do that. So we can brush that aside. Exactly. Uh, he also, the, he's a totally different style than Breeze, right? Right. Like, he's just short. Yeah. They're, all, they're both short. <laughs> he's very fast. Uh, he's good at evading pressure. And he can throw the crap out of a deep ball. Yeah. Breeze doesn't do any of And he thinks black lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> he thought the election was fair and square. <laughs> he probably eats a decent sandwich from time to time, he too. He doesn't wear Wranglers. <laughs> Never had NyQuil, didn't open a Jimmy John's. Uh, and as we're, uh, you know, taking our uh, weekly shots at Drew Brees here, did you see the video of him pushing that sled in, uh, in San Diego? I did. That was all CGI. Elon Musk made that. That was a deep fake. I think so. Right? That he, was, he had a yeah. full head of hair. The hair was, the, I, that was the thing that I wanted to know about. What's going on there? Is he selling out the balding community? I mean... Look, Jeff Bezos is proof that you you once you're bald, you're bald. It doesn't matter. So Drew, that's that's a deep fake. That's like from Madden twenty twenty two on PlayStation five. He was running like he was Darren McFadden going up that hill. That was unbelievable. He was just pushing that now the sled might have been four pounds. I don't know. Yeah. But either way, I was like, all right, well, the Drew Brees and it, it did put like the pit of my stomach be like, oh my god, he's not going to retire. He's going to be playing for the Jets. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's entirely possible he plays another season after seeing that video. I just don't think it's going to be for the Saints. How weird would that be, though? Honestly. Not that weird in the context of... You don't of, think it'd be weird? I mean, look at Brett Favre. Look at yeah. Philip Rivers. Look at, you know, Peyton Manning is the most yeah. successful quarterback to... Brady, make, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess Brady, no. Well, they both, yeah, but whatever. No, you're right. That's a founded point. I guess almost all these guys do hit one season with someone else. It would be almost yeah. weird if he didn't. Cam Newton. I mean, it, it would be harder to pick who hasn't done that. And at this point, it's like Matt Ryan. Yeah, and he stinks. <laughs> <laughs> he's not He's on the level of those guys you just named, you know? like He's an MVP. Oh, that's, that's so ridiculous. He won an MVP and Breeze didn't. What a joke. Not to say anything about Breeze. Just like, come on. Matt Ryan. No, I got you. Um, but it, it does make me, it put the, the, the fear of God in me a little bit. I was like, oh my God, this guy, the ultimate guy who doesn't know when to walk away is definitely Drew Brees. And, and you can say it's a virtue because he's a competitive son of a bitch and he's going to, you know, play till his every last drop is out. I don't want to watch it on a team that I think can still be good. A Saints team can still be good. And he's just trying to bleed every drop of ability he has out of his body. Well, it's certainly uh, from the conversation, it seems like Saints fans have put him out to pasture. Totally. Including, <laughs> yeah, our own mayor. 
oh, and what a gem she is. You know, like <laughs> nine hours after like a security guard was murdered in cold blood at a high school basketball game. She's like tweeting out a video of her spinning a umbrella in front of uh, her office and saying like, all right, Russell, let's come down to New Orleans. And it's like th- this guy like went to private school and whatever. He's like the most buttoned up superstar. And he's, he's watching this video going like, so this is the idiot. I would have to, to believe this is the city I got to go to. I have to cut the ribbon at the yeah. Red Robin with her. <laughs> it's like this clown is who I have to live under her reign. I was like, all right, I think I'm good. I'll, I'll go somewhere else. Who's Vegas. the mayor of Seattle? It's like Kinky Friedman. The guy from The Strokes is yeah. the mayor of Seattle. I don't think Latoya is going to be that big of a difference. Kurt Cobain's butler is the yeah. the uh, so the mayor of Seattle then fired back to Latoya's uh, video hacky sack challenge. Yeah. <laughs> he said uh, he said like stay away from our quarterback because we're going to get a basketball team. And I was like, oh, that got very real. Mm. I was like, that's something you could actually. Yeah, get. that's. <laughs> Not even a bad point, Seattle. Yeah, like, yeah, you have like a quadrillion more dollars than we do, so please don't take our little <laughs> basketball team. We love complaining about them too much. That Latoya video was insane. Oh my god! It seemed like a random person's TikTok that was like on the verge of losing yes. it all. <laughs> Completely, totally. It like if she. It was also wa- shot in like Seaside, Florida, wherever her secret bunker uh, is. Exactly. Yes, I, I just was like what would inspire this and it was like oh she got like a gazillion headlines for that for you know dancing like an idiot on camera for a minute and it's like (laughs) this is such a joke like she's like very much doing a not good job at running the city and it's like oh and here's all the headlines she'll get nationally is just just hey russell why don't you come to new orleans we have a great old boogie on time here i wonder how many people got the push notification on their phone that that video had been posted pulled out their phone to watch it and their phone was stolen while they were holding it (laughs) i bet at least like five people (laughs) hey hey well at least she's having a good time all right She's got back to my job. Oh, I don't have a job. Yeah, yeah. she's got her priorities in order. Don't worry about it. Uh, Hey, but at least they changed the name of Dixie beer. Yeah, we've got that (laughs) going forward. Uh, Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, The other pieces of information here. uh, The Superdome has started yet another phase of renovation. You're going to really like this. So uh, this is a 50 million dollar phase two part of a 450 million dollar renovation. Uh, it's, it could include something called Super Voms, which I guess is for vomitory, mm. which is like an opening, I suppose. And so now in the corners on the loge and the plaza, there is going to be like a big open area where you can like stand and watch the game, I guess. I'm sure they'll charge a gazillion dollars to stand okay. there, right? But yeah, so it's going to be like more like a like a, a gathering area where you can kind of like hang out and watch the game while you stand. Well, they were experimenting that uh, Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys were experimenting mm. with those cattle areas. You know, mm. they act like it's a fun party zone. You're just cattle. Yes, You're just exactly. standing there watching a TV that's harder to see than your own TV. Yes. It's like being in the back of Jazz Fest. But like, I'm at a concert. I don't see any people, yeah. <laughs> like, but I'm looking at the backs of heads and the speakers here. But boy, howdy, would I do it in a minute. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. Do you ever stand and the Pelicans have one in one corner, that little bar that hangs over. Have you ever stood up there? Yeah, I've I've been up there. I, you know, I didn't watch the whole thing up there, but I took a gander. Yeah, it's kind of a cool idea. It's fun. I like it. It's cool when you're not, I guess, super invested in the game. I think it suits itself well to college sports. Yeah, I agree. You know, because you're, you know, talking to the co-eds, or at least I am. Yeah, well, sure. You are. You have <laughs> tattoos and dress well. <laughs> They're like, are you here to arrest me? <laughs> I threw the ecstasy away. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I, I like those areas. Yeah. And obviously, they, they realize that they've priced out the common man. Yes. So they're trying to get us back in there with yeah. putting us in there like, you know sardines in a can <laughs> i do i do think they're kind of like the communal aspect of it is definitely better when you're in you know a corner like that i just feel like you're gonna end up with people fighting each other 
Probably. I feel like every NFL game. Well, if we all get our vaccines, they'll be able to disable our testosterone (laughs) through an app. There will be no fighting once we've all gotten the Johnson & Johnson slash Facebook vaccine. Uh, so I, I mean that I don't. Know. I, I just want to point out that I am serious. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 please email polkandkush at gmail to get Polk's uh, more galaxy brain takes about the vaccine. Um, so they're doing all that despite the yeah. revenue being down about ninety percent at the Dome and Smoothie King Center. I don't know how they're getting the money. I don't know where it's coming from. Hopefully, it's not from me. Uh, anyway. We will be back. We've got Polk News. We've got overrated. We've got underrated. And we will keep this train moving forward. Stick around. Polk and Kush. All right. Let's get into it. Polk News. Fast, fun news segments with a little Polk twist. Well, I shouldn't have said that because this first one isn't very fun. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Maybe I'll do this one second. Yeah. Uh, J.J. Watt going to the Arizona Cardinals mm. for a lot. I think it's like $22 million guaranteed, wow. 34 over two years. He's an old player for that. Is he still good? He was okay last year. I don't know. I don't really. The Texans were very bad, right? The Texans were very bad. He was decent. I think he missed a couple of games at the beginning of the season for injuries, which is what happens when you're old and play defense. And you're Captain America. Yeah. I mean, this dude probably ain't going to be getting much better. That is a very hard position to play the older you get and the whiter you are. (laughs) He is. He's getting some money, though. Yeah, I. You think if he gets that, you think he gets that deal if he's like just slightly less famous? No, not at all. Right? Like if you look at the same production and be like, well, four years ago he was the you know best defensive player. Yeah, in you know NFL. he's in a fucking shake and bake commercial or whatever now. <laughs> so he's <laughs> he's got you know State Farm commercial money. Whatever mm-hmm. commercials he's in, he's a very famous player. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of move a franchise can make whenever they literally just want to put bodies in the seats, like. He's a he's a name that people will go see. Yeah, you would. I mean, we're talking about him. Yeah, you know, I don't uh, I don't fear J.J. Watt, but I never like a good known player going to the NFC. Yeah, yeah, that's not, it's different than like if you know when Tom Brady went to the NFC South. Of course, like son of a bitch. Yeah, this is a little different than that, but I, I guess he's still good. I mean, he posts a lot of videos of him working out at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so, so do I. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you and J.J. Watt both love telling people <laughs> that you exercise. I, I thought it was an interesting move that he did not go play with his brother. Yeah. People were trying to decode all of his tweets. They were like, oh, there's secret hidden messages in there. No one had any of them correct, of course. People are big dorks. Yeah. And he did not go play with his brother. So to Arizona, he goes. Uh, and also, that was on Twitter. That that was everything's released on Twitter now. There's yeah. no news. It's just tweets. Yeah, he just tweeted. He tweeted out that he was leaving. He tweeted out where he signed. Uh, uh, we didn't mention it. It happened last week, but we didn't mention it. Uh, Tiger Woods, of course, was in that horrific car accident on his way to see Drew Brees. Yeah, weird. And uh, Justin Herbert, I guess they were doing a commercial or something together. I suppose. I don't know why else the three of them would be hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> I can't Herbert imagine. Just casually chilling with a couple old guys. But uh, one cool thing was a bunch of uh, PGA players responded by wearing the old red and black Tiger Woods uniform. We all know it, right? Yeah, they kind of acted like he was dead. A little bit. It was a little like. Well, uh, it is. Got, like, a bad car wreck. Like. His apparently, you know, his legs are fucked up and require multiple surgeries. And at his age, we're not going to see him playing golf again for a while. So it, it, yeah. it may have been, a, you know, a little bit of a funeral thing. I think a good way, if you want to honor Tiger's memory, watch that Parks and Recreation episode. <laughs> Ron, after he has sex, dresses up as Tiger Woods. I think that's something we can all achieve yeah. and do in our day-to-day lives. A red polo does make a man feel good. It's a sharp-looking combo. Yeah, red shirt you know? Sunday. It's it not, used to be red shirt Friday. It's not garish. It's like a cardinal red. It's that not is a true. cherry red. It's Stanford red. I think so. Um, hometown hero done bad. Les Miles. Oof. Sex scandal. You know, LSU really keeps dodging these scandals. <laughs> yeah. 
It's almost like the president of the NCAA used to be the president of LSU. <laughs> it's incredible how they just keep, you know, dip, dive, duck, dodge. This has got to be the only podcast that mentions that. Yeah, maybe. I guarantee it. Uh, no, Les Miles, Jesus, seven years ago, three years before he was fired, uh, got sexual harassment uh, allegations, and apparently he made sexist comments about student workers. Now, the sexual harassment, you know, that's up for a jury of his peers. Absolutely, he made sexist comments <laughs> about student workers. There is no gray area. Yeah. There is no finesse. He one million percent said cartoonish things he's about a, women's around, uh, you know, around. He's him. a cartoon man. He is. He eats grass and he wears his hat like a weirdo. And I mean, do of you, course he said this. Do you think Les Miles is Sasha Baron Cohen pretending to be George W. Bush? <laughs> it's possible. $20 million, $50 million, however much he's made in his career. Most of this story is about LSU getting off to a two and two start. <laughs> they don't mention the poor women or anything, any of these horrible allegations. But yeah, this is what LSU does. They churn out predator, super predators <laughs> and then they win football, you know, every decade. Yeah, that sounds good to me, dude. Sounds good to most people. I mean, most people don't really care. Come on, Baton Rouge. I mean, I, I, yeah, I feel like if you. Any coach, any of these guys, what would you say, 70% of them have probably said something sexually suggestive at some point. 99% (laughs) I would say. Probably 100. Realistically, 100% of not just male coaches, but men have said something horrific sexually about a woman. Yes, no doubt. 100% across the the board. Two people on this podcast. Yeah. The glass house that we live in. The glass studio. It's actually made of concrete. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, so probably nothing will happen with that, and we will have forgotten about it next week. Yep. You know who will not have forgotten about it? Ohio State fans. <laughs> They'll bring that one up. Alabama knows that they've got several they, in they, waiting. This, they cannot hop on it too hard. Yeah, the skeletons are in the closet there. Um, also, Luca. He had a basketball card sell for $4.6 million. Isn't that something? What the fuck? $4.6 million, which is the most a basketball card has ever sold for. Apparently, it's like a very uh, particular type of brand, and they're like very hard to acquire, so you basically have to get on a secondary market, and then it went for $4.6 million because people are nuts. The card market is like skyrocketing right now. And I feel like I took crazy pills because it's like, all right, we all saw what happened to the card. We all lived through the card market where, like, when we were kids, if you had, like, a Ken Griffey Jr. baseball card, you're like, oh, man, this card is worth $400. And then, like, you know, you turn 20, and it was like, that card's worth 39 cents, and it's worth more if you go recycle it right now at the <laughs> bottling factory. It's like, and, it's, and now it's all gotten popular again because I guess dudes are just, like, building their man caves and People are bored and need money to need to spend money on stupid crap. So the card market is really expensive again. And it's just like this is going to happen. These are worthless things that we have decided have value. And then they are only going to become worthless again at some other point down the line. I think that's uh, I think that's the basis of capitalism. Yeah, it's the real estate. That's yeah. <laughs> is that what Bitcoin is? G's talk. Yes. This story is insane. Four point six million dollars. Fuck you. Yeah. Does this mean I have uh, several Shaquille O'Neal cards that came with Pepsi and Pepsi (laughs) did not have the NBA license. So it's just Shaq in a jersey that says like Pepsi 32. Does that mean those are going to put it on eBay? See what happens. My my actual probably most valuable basketball card is uh, I had one of the Fleer packs from Walmart mm-hmm. where and uh, like every one in a thousand was an autograph one. I have a Del Curry autograph oh, wow. card when he was on the Hornets. There you go. Did you keep that one? Is it a case? It's somewhere. It's somewhere. You can give that to Jansen and he'll give you a house. I think I'll give it to Jansen. <laughs> and then he's going to hand you keys. Yeah. He'll just go, yeah, you can go live in Steph's mansion. Legally, this means this you can. Yours. This is yours. Uh, and then my own little twist on uh, Polk News here is uh, 
Tulane baseball had a chance to knock it's uh, notch its biggest wins in about five years, and instead they got beat on not one but two walk-offs. Walk-offs. <sighs> what are the day. mathematical odds? Not it was not. And the one Saturday was hilarious. They were like, I think they were up by one, and it was literally like hit, 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 grand slam. <laughs> 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 like, oh, that was fun. They like, did not even record an out. And then uh, Sunday, I think they actually got to two outs. They were pretty close, and then they lost. So, uh, tough weekend for the Green Wave, but, you know, they might be pretty good. Good spring for walk-offs. There have been quite a few memorable <laughs> ones thus far. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's filling up. So, that'll take us through uh, Polk News. We'll check in overrated, underrated, and, of course, the worst right now, Polk and Kush. Overrated. Underrated. 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 That's right, everyone. It's segments, overrated and underrated. Uh, why don't you get us started here, Paul? Overrated. Overrated. Meal prep. Pr- making food? Uh, like the meal prep that lunatics do where they make like seven lunches in one day for their work week. Oh, like put it in Tupperwares that are dated. It's the and- worst. <laughs> Are you trying to do this? I've been doing it. Is this part of your exercise regimen? This is part of my regimen. Because otherwise, if I don't, I won't eat. Like, I work (laughs) in a horrific part of the city. And if I leave, I'll be killed immediately. So I don't leave for lunch. So I have to take lunch with me. Okay. This the whole process is emasculating and frankly it's embarrassing for me. Okay. Just putting it in the little plastic top just like, oh I made a little rice. <laughs> Could have some cold five day old rice on fr this is like my Sunday night is just going, Man, I can't wait until Friday when I get to have this five day old fucking <laughs> rice. <laughs> Boy, you know what? Is there anything that tastes sweeter than five-day-old baked chicken? God, do you have a microwave at work at least? I would not put a. I would not put a rat in that thing. It looks like somebody just took every Stouffer's like lean cuisine yeah. lasagna, put it in there, put it on fifty minutes, <laughs> and then just left it forever. Oh man! It yeah. looks like magma. You remember, like those, like <laughs> like a, a geographic core where the Earth looks like a jawbreaker. It looks like whatever the third layer sediment. That sounds right. Sure, there's the core. There's magma. There's lot. Yeah, I don't. I, I there's the crust is the top. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, but no, man, that is. Uh, that's a really boring way to eat, man. It's so boring. That's really... And then you do it at your fucking desk like Ugh. a lunatic. So everyone's still asking you. Sh- There's no break. No. You're just eating while you're being bothered. There's no actual... <laughs> and not getting paid <laughs> yeah. for that time. <laughs> well, you're on the assembly line making, uh, you know, making dolls for these kids. <laughs> you know, it's like... And, and it's so horrific. Every morning I take a, I take a fork... And I wrap it in a paper towel and put it in my backpack because there's no forks there. Jesus Christ. You got to get a new job, man. (laughs) (laughs) It really sounds like you're going to work at like where the Flintstones were. (laughs) It's like breaking open rocks to make gravel. This is about the food process. (laughs) Yeah. It's just so depressing because you can't like you can't meal prep hamburgers. You can't meal prep chicken wings. There's like very few things that you can do. Yeah. It's the same old shit. And it's just it's got to help you be in shape, though. Right. Yeah, I guess so. It's part of your exercise routine now. Yeah. The next Jack LaLanne. You're going to be killing it out there. I am something. Yeah. Um, All right. So that'll take me. My overrated is uh, raking leaves. Okay. So, my backyard is... Uh, People love to say they love raking leaves. But I, I didn't... No, not the, the... Everyone hates doing the chore. I don't understand the point of getting rid of the leaves. What are the leaves doing that are harmful? These leaves are just here. There's going to be more leaves next week. The week after that is going to be even more. It's not like grass, which is growing. It's just leaves piling up on stuff. And then eventually it'll get windy and they'll blow away. And I don't understand. I think my wife spent like an hour just 
taking leaves and put them into bags. She was working really hard. And I was like, I don't know what the point of this is. What are we doing? Let's just live with the leaves. Let's live with Earth. That and the sound of a leaf blower, worst sound in the world. Anybody who's blowing a leaf blower within 100 feet of me, I just want to chop your head off. Sorry. <laughs> uh, only in the moments where you have the leaf blower going. The second you turn it off, and I just, uh, you know, I walk around neighborhoods and all this stuff, and just there's a thousand people out there blowing leaves from one lot to the other. What is the deal? Let's just leave the leaves. This sounds like an allegory for the homeless. <laughs> just like You're like, look, it's not going to get any better. Let's just ignore them. This is an allegory for the poor. Let's learn how to live with them. We're not going to mobilize them. We're going to ignore them forever because they're not really hurting me. No, I, uh, I understand. I, uh, I don't have a lot of leaf blowers in this neighborhood. I have more of like, I, you know, I get woken up by carjackings. <laughs> Gunshots. <laughs> Weird perverts knocking on the window. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just leaf blowers everywhere. I don't understand them. I don't know what we're doing. We're pushing stuff from one thing to the next. I uh, I would like someone to tell me the virtue of moving leaves around and why this is such an important task. Yeah, I'm not sure. I would think that if the leaves degraded enough, they could become mulch and help your lawn. I don't know. Someone there's... said you couldn't get the soil right because the it blocks the sun from getting the soils. Like People love to act like whatever. they're, you know, checking their lawn's pH. Who cares? That's my everything dies in the lawn. All right. My life, the same. <laughs> We're fine. So lawns. Well, leaves, removing leaves. Overrated. I hope when your wife asks you to, like, pick up your dirty underwear off the bathroom floor, you <laughs> give her the same one. Only be more. <laughs> I another one tomorrow. Life is futile. I used to <laughs> yell that at my mom about making my bed, you know, be like, yeah. I'm only going to get back in it the next day. That's true. And uh, never won that argument. So, uh what you got for underrated? Underrated Benadryl. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Benadryl is uh, it's a sleeping aid mm -hmm. that also happens to keep you from dying of allergies. <laughs> it's not the other way. They want you to think it's the other way around. Yes. They want you to think it's an allergy medicine that will put you to sleep. Incorrect. Yeah. It is sleep medicine that will also keep you from dying from allergies. <laughs> uh. Do you like Benadryl more or NyQuil more? I love Benadryl. Yeah. I've loved it since I was a kid. It's like candy. Yeah. The the one specifically for children, like the liquid <laughs> one, I like the taste of it. I remember I got a tab once. I was like at an A&W. Remember A&W? Yeah. I got a tab because I saw it was pink coming out of the thing, thinking mm -hmm. it would taste like Benadryl. It didn't. <laughs> but that was how much I liked Benadryl. Yeah, you can't drink that much of it as a kid. You're going to kill yourself. Yeah, but you could take a few and kind of be high as a kid. It was very, that's like the earliest levels of uh, drug experimentation, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And that's, uh, is it behind the counter now? Can you like not get it because of that? It might be after this, but now it's, it's currently <laughs> beyond the counter. You can steal it with ease. <laughs> Just back Except for the neighborhood where you What's work where everything is behind the glass. <laughs> Yeah, I can't get a degree deodorant without some guy with the Hellraiser cube, like, opening it up. <laughs> I'd like these very large condoms, sir. Can you please bring them over? I don't have any kind of rant prepared for this. I just sincerely like taking Benadryl. It is definitely uh, like the California roll of drugs. Yeah. It's like a nice uh, set it, settling in to, to yeah. learning how to do drugs. You know, taking a lot weed of makes you paranoid yeah. and you check your door locks a million times and yeah. sleep stuff. You just have crazy nightmares. Mm -hmm. Like anytime I take like a sleep medicine, I have crazy nightmares and I yeah. wake up every hour. Benadryl, they perfected it. NyQuil gives me a hangover like nobody's. I like it. Do not take it. I'm bad with all that stuff. But NyQuil, like the next day, I'm like feel like an actual zombie i'm like if my brain was actually half eaten out that's how i would feel <laughs> this right is now. another shot of drew Brees. yeah <laughs> mr mr nyquil yes <laughs> all right uh underrated for me 
swing sets. Mm-hmm. This is the simplest. This is the absolute simplest childhood plaything. Kids swings. It is ever you know anybody with a backyard has swings. Whatever. What you don't think about until you actually have two children who are running around like maniacs uh, in different directions all the time is that the swings are the best because it is an outdoor activity. It technically counts as an, as doing something. And, you know, you're in a park, uh, but they're not going anywhere <laughs> and you're not running. You're just standing in place, pushing a swing and you can do push two kids at once. Nobody moves. The kids are happier than hell. They're not watching television. Mm-hmm. They're not doing anything bad. Uh, it doesn't require any toys or any purchases. Nothing. Just a nice swing set. It is the lazy dad's way of getting out, of doing stuff that stinks. Like a, the, the playground, like the actual jungle gym or whatever, I think it's a minefield. You're just waiting for your kids to die. <laughs> like my kid literally, like but my one year literally just like fell off the side of it one day. So you got to kind of be aware of what's yeah. going on. Uh, the swing set, they're not going anywhere, and they're not <laughs> and they're not moving hardly. So it is uh, beautiful, and you just stand there and you know kind of listen to music or check your phone or you know just push them. It's very easy, and it's a a hallmark of parenting that I don't think I ever thought about until I actually had to do it myself. I was like, oh, no wonder uh, my dad liked it when we were on the swings all the time because he didn't have to run. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're, you, they're too young to go the full 360 around. Oh, yeah. Well, that, and then they get old enough to where they can just swing themselves. That's even better. Yeah. And then then they're in one go, place. Yeah, yeah. And then you're just, uh, I'm in the back just, you know, <laughs> then I'll just be chugging beers, you know, on the, on the bench, <laughs> putting in bets. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I went to the uh, playground sometime this fall, October, November, whatever it was. Did you have your kids with you? (laughs) And there was a dad there who had one kid who was probably no older than three. And this dad watched the SEC Network pregame show on his phone for the entire 45 minutes I was there. And I was like, dude, what are you learning off this? That you can't even look at your kid. You're just watching, you know, like Paul Feinbaum talk about the Arkansas game. For the, you know, I was like, well, who cares? Like, what is going on? It was great. And that's uh, that's really the essence of dads right there. It's like, yeah, that I'm going to do this, but I'd like to do it the easiest way possible. Yeah, he doesn't have to have reasoning for that. He's no. an old man. He's, a, he's an old man. All right. That takes us into my favorite part of every single week on this show, ladies and gentlemen. The. Worst. The worst. I can kick us off. What do you say? Go for it. All right. New Orleans. I don't often do local stuff. Yeah, Let's you, get into my it. Domain. New Orleans Archdiocese calls for Catholics to avoid Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the reasoning for this, it's a vaccine for COVID-19, by the way. Manufactured by Johnson and Johnson, they say that because the vaccine is developed from stem cells obtained from two abortions, that the vaccine is "quote unquote" morally compromised. I would like to go ahead and remind you that the uh, New Orleans Archdiocese is part of the Catholic Church. <laughs> well, they haven't had any problems, right? I mean, if you want to talk about Johnson and Johnson in the Catholic Church, I would say that no more tears would apply more so to there not being any more Catholic Church than it does for shampoo. <laughs> they have a lot of moral high ground to stand on, don't you think they should Holy be? Sh- the well, arbiter well of, they uh, do have Gail Benson on their side, <laughs> so true. we'll see. We advise that if the Moderna or Pfizer vaccine is available, Catholics should choose to receive either of those Jew vaccines. Rather, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than to receive the new Johnson and Johnson vaccine because it's extensive use of abortion-derived cell lines. Now, here's where I would have this argument with my ex-girlfriend. She did not want me to buy bottled water. Because she said that it wasted plastic. Yeah. I go, well, it's already fucking made. 
They're not making it for me. And they're not going and killing the babies in order to make the vaccine. I mean, if the abortions have happened, they can't unhappen. Exactly. Take the vaccine, buy the bottled water. You're not that special. Yeah. They're not aborting the babies for you, and they're not making the plastic <laughs> bottled water for me. Where does the Archdiocese of New Orleans get off telling people what they should be doing based on their moral superiority? Dude. This be- is anyone a- listening to this? I guess is the question. Yeah, I, I who the hell knows? As as the uh, wonderful Bill Burr once said, he goes, "Would any other organization get away with what they've gotten away with if Walmart was banging kids <laughs> by the rakes? Do you think they'd be able to sell them the next day? Like, no, they'd be shut down for some reason. The Archdiocese of New Orleans, which has had enormous amounts of problems with sexual abuse and covering stuff up." It is ridiculous that Amon is still the person in charge of that. And yet here he is staying there telling you not to take a vaccine that could save your life. Probably everyone listening, like everybody that's Catholic is probably a million years old that's listening. <laughs> Anybody that's like actually practicing Catholic in New Orleans that gives a shit about what the archdiocese says. Yeah. Is of the age that they need the vaccine. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And also the the Johnson and Johnson one's one timer, so it's easier. Yeah. You get out there, you get your one time thing. Yeah. And then you go home. Done. And then you go home and sit at home forever because you're fucking 90 (laughs) anyway. Yeah. (laughs) You can go play bingo every now and again, whatever it is. Yeah. If you are still waiting, be like, I wonder what the archbishop says before I decide what I'm going to do with my life. Like, no one is actually thinking that, right? I hope not. Like, and look, if you don't want to take this because it's made from aborted uh, fetuses or whatever, I actually am fine with that. I am not fine with the idea of the archbishop who, you know, lost all of his standing as being someone who stands up for things that are good. Uh, that guy shouldn't be telling other people what they should right. be doing. Though. So you do whatever you want with your body, everybody. Don't listen to that guy either way. Yeah, I don't care if you get the vaccine or not. Just don't listen to some goon in a robe like he's a Star Wars character. He's worse than anyone you know. (laughs) (laughs) His behavior and what he's done is worse than literally anyone you know. Unless you are going to visit child rapists in prison, this guy covering up child rape is worse than anyone that you know. Agreed. So, all right, well, that was, you know, Sorry, dude. <laughs> Jumped on yours a little bit there. Sorry about that. Go for it. All right. So uh, that'll take me to my worst of the week. Oh, what a familiar punching bag we have. Oh, my God. She's coming for us. Latoya Destroya goes to the British Virgin Islands as part of a trip with the Aspen Institute. <laughs> Now, what is the Aspen Institute? It's a thing that learned people go to. Apparently, you couldn't do it, you know, like over Zoom, like every other thing that has happened over the last God knows how many months to where we have to actually get on a plane. Well, you're telling everyone like, oh, no, don't go in a bar. You're going to die if you go in a bar. But instead, I'm just going to go to a foreign country with a bunch of people that I know. (laughs) That sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like not hypocritical at all. New Orleans Mayor Latoya Cantrell is in the British Virgin Islands and is, de- and is developing uh, through a c- developing his career through Saturday. All right, that was NOLA.com. That was uh, not great. Uh, <laughs> the mayor takes the trip with her colleagues in the 2014 Henry Crown Fellowship class, the Aspen Institute. Who? I mean, why is she leaving on a trip? Are we paying for this? To spread. Knowledge <laughs> to uh, socially, yeah, distance. distance. No, the uh, don't worry. During they keep saying his absence. This story is very poorly written. Uh, the mayor will quote stay in regular contact with the leadership team, which includes public security. Uh, great, like great. I'm glad she's in touch with her own leadership team as she is running the city in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, and by the way, while she's in the Virgin Islands, a trip which we are almost assuredly paying for, uh, she decided that the state had moved too fast in going to phase three. Yeah. So instead of, you know, 
50 percent at uh, everything, and I think 75 percent at restaurants. Like everywhere else in the state can go to, Orleans Parish is like, nope, not so fast. We're gonna stick at you know the 25 percent <laughs> or whatever at. You know, it's like we're counting by height. It's like the amount of people you're allowed to have is 80 inches tall. Uh, it is a ridiculous amount of restrictions that New Orleans has to face that no one else has to face. It has been a brutal year on business owners and citizens and employees and workers, everybody in this city. But I'm glad she gets a nice free trip to the Virgin Islands for her to spend this week so that she can hang out with a bunch of, you know, people from the Aspen Institute, where I'm sure she will take that knowledge and immediately make our lives better. The Aspen Institute. Is there any, like, greater inequality between the Chocolate City and something called the Aspen (laughs) Institute? She's going to be, like, asking the Aspen Institute, like, hey, how can we bulldoze more poor communities and put up more Walmarts? (laughs) Is that that a class? I think it might be. At the Aspen Institute, there's a fucking class on tying your ascot. (laughs) This whole thing reminds me of the episode of The Simpsons where there was like a there was a pandemic in Springfield and it goes to Mayor Quimby and he's like, uh, as mayor, I promise that I will not desert the city. And then a guy on a steel drum walks through the shot because he's in Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> this is what that is. It is so ridiculous. And it's just like. As things are actually changing, there's like a vaccine rollout is really important right now. There's like a lot of things the city should actually be able to do and doing. And it's like, oh, don't worry. I've got a phone. I can just yeah. I can just call my senior leadership team. They seem to have handled all of this really well. So I think <laughs> we're in good shape. Uh, she's going to get back to the city and she's going to be like, well, wait, is there still coronavirus here? Wait, it's not so bad here, is it? <laughs> is but I talked to the Aspen Institute. Which is mostly the bad guys from Karate Kid. The Aspen Institute sounds like a league for villains from 80s movies. <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, way to go, Miss um, Mayor. As always, you impress us with your leadership and your candor and your knowledge. Uh, so, another fantastic episode. Mm-hmm. Poke, you want to take us and wrap us up? As always, we are Polk and Kush. Uh, Every little bit helps. We're getting bigger, and uh, it's all thanks to you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for liking. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for rating. Thanks for buying hats and T-shirts. If you would like to get on the list for the next merch drop, we don't have items out yet, but email us. Tell them what you want. A certain kind of hat, a certain colored T-shirt. We'll see what the people want, and we'll do it for them. Polkandkush at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter, Polk and Kush on there. Holler at us, DM us, follow us. We post funny jokes. Sometimes we live tweet the games if we have a minute. I promise it's going to be a good time just like the podcast. As always, thank you so much to Jansen Patagna at French Quarter Realty for being our best sponsor. We do this every single Tuesday, episodes on Wednesdays on all major podcast platforms. We'll see you next time. See ya!